I'm almost there. I can see the light. Just a few more steps to climb. Much better. This winter has been crazy. But I'm so glad I got this awesome dusty organ toque to keep my head warm. Yeah, that's right, Ginger. And it keeps me looking cool as hell. You're such a good cat. You know, with all this craziness outside, I think now might be a good time to put on some music. Oh, or better yet, we should listen to a podcast. Yeah, great idea. Let's put on the new From the Inbox to Podcast podcast, hosted by Dusty Organ creator Kane Wilkinson. It's already episode six. I hear there's another interview included. Yeah, you're right. I should stop talking to my pet cat like it's a person. This lockdown is starting to get to me. Hello, welcome to the sixth episode of From the Unboxed, the podcast podcast. Part radio show, part podcast, all music, and I'm your host, as usual, Kane Wilkinson. And today's show, I've got five wonderful tracks to play. Plus, I'm excited to say that I've got another special interview to share with you all. It's going to be a great show. So thank you so much for being here and joining me on this wonderful musical adventure. Now, before we dive into the music, I'd just like to let everyone know that's listening that if you haven't already, you can sign up for my monthly newsletter at any time. Anytime at all. It's free, and I'll even mail you a thank you card as a token of my gratitude, assuming you leave your mailing address so I can, you know, write it on an envelope and put it in a mailbox. And imagine pulling that little card, that little thank you card, out of your closet in a couple of years, and it'd be worth more than that $2 postage, whatever it costs. Am I right? And if you'd like to help keep Dusty Organ alive and kicking, please consider buying some merch from the shop. I've got some toques, stickers, uh, buttons, and plenty of coasters that I'm happy to ship out to you anywhere in North America uh, for now. Hopefully one day Europe. We'll see. Um, There's also a Patreon option, which is great because that's more of a monthly subscription. And uh, there's a couple different milestones there. And as long as you hit about 15, 18 bucks, I can't remember what, I'll send you a toque and some swag as a thank you. Um... And it's actually more fun because I'm going to start uploading some bonus content, I think, onto my Patreon very soon. So it might be worth to get a head start. That's all I'm saying. And better yet, if you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Which means if you'd like to advertise or promote a show or something of the sort on the podcast or on the website, email me or DM me. Uh, We can discuss this. Talk about it over Zoom. And one more thing before we start. Don't forget that this brilliant podcast... I do say so myself, is based on the popular blog post from The Unbox. This week, there are 30 new must-hear tracks on there, including the five that I will be sharing with you today. So get your eyes in on the fun as well. Uh, there's some fantastic music videos, uh, including a really cool couple of animated ones, and uh, one or two that I'm going to be talking about today in this episode. All right, so let's finally get the show underway. Now, this is a big statement to say, but this first artist is loved by Sir Elton John. That's right. He, the one, the only, said the words, I love that loony, but with an accent. And there's proof of it out there on the internet somewhere. Uh, That's pretty cool. Considering how loony is a soul pop artist from Scarborough that is on a clear ascent to success. Also known as Kira Huzar, she first emerged on the scene in 2018 with her stellar debut, Part One. And uh, since then, she's been releasing a steady flow of new music including one of my favorite EPs of the year called Joyride, which came out back in April, which now that I think about it, feels like forever ago. But there's a great review I wrote on the EP on the website as well, if you'd like to check that out. 
Now, Hazar is still showing no sign of stopping, and last week she shared a new music video and single called Be Cool, and is a wonderful continuation of her bouncing soul pop sound with the usual amount of funk and hip hop influences seeping in, but this time she's keeping things a little more light and goofy as she sings about having a crush. Now, like I mentioned earlier in the intro, the new From the Inbox blog post has a few worthwhile music videos that you should check out, one of which is for Be Cool. Featuring her with her real-life friends, Looney has a bit of fun getting ready to make the leap and tell her crush how she truly feels. There's manicures, outfit changes, and even some fun little wine sipping, all packaged together. And for the statement, she sums it up pretty well. Here you go. When you have a crush, it feels cringy and agonizing and childish. You're in a weird space of overthinking every move you make. And there's this weird double feeling of being completely inwardly consumed by it all but also not trusting yourself at all. So you're looking for answers or advice from literally anyone else around you. So I kind of wanted the video to reflect all of that. I needed it to feel goofy and slightly ridiculous and kind of candid because that's just how crushing on someone feels. That's definitely true. You feel stupid, kind of ridiculous, but at the same time, it's pretty exciting. And I would like to dedicate this song to all the girls over the years that have had crushes on me and my goofy ass was too weird to notice. Gotta learn a thing or two from Looney. Just gotta remember to be cool. So here it is, Be Cool from Scarborough's very own Looney. Feel like I gotta do it today. Cross in the street, don't look no both ways. I'm duck in the mall like a weekday. I tried to work around it, but it's not like I think about it, you like always. You just fill up some space in an I'm going over what it is I might say I don't want to complicate It's not like I So now raise your hand if you've ever said something out loud and then later that day, or even the next day, there's been an ad about that thing. 
Okay, now put your other hand up if you've thought of something. And then there was still an ad for that thing. I know, right? What? Crazy. How the heck do these companies know? Like, what are the little robots and lizards that run the world doing with our minds? Ugh, who knows? But either way, the world of online marketing and cookies and targeting ads and blah, 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 it's a very crazy one that's just full of complex data and numbers and I'm sure plenty of espionage. So Portland, Oregon indie rock group Rare Monk have created the perfect antithesis for targeted marketing called Statistic Vandal. Now I'm going to try to do this with my best movie trailer narrator voice, okay? <clears throat> Data collection, aggregation, an application to add targeting slash warrantless surveillance meets a new foe. A madman who intentionally Googles things with no purchase intent whatsoever. Who follows, then unfollows without cause. Who encourages operational security for the fuck of it. Destroyer of datasets, forcer of manual outlier removal, analysis shake their fists in fury before existing no more. That's probably unnecessarily dramatic, but that being said, that vandal now has his own song, thanks to Rare Monks and their new song, aptly titled Statistics Vandals. And what I really enjoyed about this song was not only the dark Orwellian-style surveillance humor thing that they've got going on, but also there's this wonderful steady wall of guitars and percussion that builds and builds with each verse and chorus before slamming into a wonderful post-rock finish at the end. And who knows, maybe Statistic Vandals will be the next Amazon Prime show. You know, it's got a nice ring to it, and they've already got a byline. So if you're listening government robot data lizards, you're welcome. And for you non-robot data lizards listening, here is Statistic Vandals from Rare Monks.
Well, if the government is listening, hello. I uh, hope you guys are enjoying the show. Now, this next group I found thanks to their wonderful hit single, Sour Candy, which was put out back in 2017. Maybe you've heard of it. I don't know. Hopefully you have. But if not, I'd like to introduce you to Melt. They're this wonderful soul pop group from New York City. And uh, when I first heard Sour Candy, I remember it being just full of 70s funk vibes and bright modern tones and rounded out with some lovely female lead vocals. And it was around the same time that I was getting into bands like Lawrence and Brass Tracks and stuff like that. And even though that they're still building their discography as we speak, I consider them a pretty steady name in this next generation of funk revival bands alongside guys like Lawrence and Brass Tracks and even Couch, which is another wonderful East Coast group. They've released a few singles since debuting back in 2017, including one or two in the last year or so. And with all that in mind, their new single, Don't Want Me, is a little different than expected. But not in a bad way, don't get me wrong. As a young group still navigating their sound, they've shifted in a slightly different psychedelic direction. This time leaning more into folk ballad territory, surprisingly enough. Now, there are seven band members, and for a good reason. In this track, there's a lot of intermittent explosions of sound and guitars that really help shape the song that's kind of about falling out of love. Especially with lead vocalist Veronica Stewart-Fromer doing what she does best, leading the way with her bright, bright vocals. Considering this band has yet to even put out a debut EP, I have a really great feeling about their future. And you have to admit, this is a wonderful start. And they've already begun flexing their musical diversity muscles with this new track, Don't Want Me. And okay, I'm not some guy like Zane Lowe with his, you know, Apple show or whatever, but even though his name is Zane, I'm Kane with my own show here at Dusty Organ. So you better believe that I'm calling it that Melt will surely be a major international touring group one day. So consider yourselves lucky to be one of my listeners here, and I'm very glad you're here to be my witnesses. So you gotta back me up one day, okay? Uh, they've only got about six, maybe seven songs on their Spotify. But just hitting play on one track, you're going to get lost in them so quickly, I promise. So here is Don't Want Me from New York Settet, Melt. Sugar cold 
I just wanted to let you all know we're already starting to get close to the end of the show. Now, I've got two more tracks for you, so don't worry. Plus, an interview. I know, you're probably wondering who it is still. I haven't mentioned it, so you got to stick around to find out. Now, before we get into all of that fun stuff, don't forget to follow and like this wonderful show, however it works on your preferred platform. I don't know. Spotify is one way. Apple's another. I got Anchor, too, whatever it is. I don't care. Just do it now. Like it, follow, subscribe. Let's be friends. Every Tuesday, you can listen to me talk. As well, if you are cruising around on Spotify, don't forget to check out my starting lineup playlist. It's my favorite 20 songs at any given moment, basically. Always new releases and always changing. So if you like something on it, don't forget to add it to your liked songs because I might just take it off because I have a limit. 20 songs, no more, no less. So get onto that before you miss out. It's a lot of fun. It's cool. I wanted to say once more to while I have your attention, don't forget to go buy some toques and other swag at the website, dustyorgan.com slash shop. Very easy to get your head some cozy headwear this cold, cold winter that's coming. It's coming, people. The cold is coming. Um, oh, and I've also got a secret ULR for people who order my exclusive winter bundle. What a fun name. Just another great reason why you should show your support with your wallet, people. Do it. It's all part of the season of giving. Give to me. Um, anyways, thanks for listening to that. Back to the music. So this next act is a folk duo based in Victoria, British Columbia. John Middleton and Sierra Lundy make up O.C. Elliot. O.C. spelled O-C-I-E. A few years back, in a Salt Spring Island cafe, the two met. Sparks flew. Coffee mugs went flying. Patrons running out of the coffee shop. The place had to shut down. It was in flames. They walked out without a scratch. I'm just kidding. John and Sierra did happen to meet at a cafe one day, and Sparks did fly, but instead of having the place burned down around them, they built a partnership in music and beyond. They've even got a full-length album out already, a couple of EPs, and have toured North America and Europe just in the last three or four years. 
That's pretty impressive considering they only kicked things off back in 2017. But when something works, it works, and their new single, Take Me Home, is a continuation of that bond, and this time, getting into the shadows of life and love just a little, just those darker edges of it all. So Take Me Home is this gentle, beautiful track, but it does have a dark side to it. It's kind of about struggling with the chaos of the world around you and just wanting to be alone in your own sanctuary. Something very fitting for 2020, as we all know. It's captivatingly cathartic, as Lundy and Middleton's harmonies cushion the blow with steady, woodsy guitar strumming underneath. I'm not sure about you, but if you close your eyes while you listen and just sit back, it actually makes things a whole lot better. So get ready, because here it is, close your eyes, here is Take Me Home from BC folk duo O.C. Elliott. I get all these thoughts burning through my mind Some of them are on fire Some are just unkind Turn my TV on, I won't go blind But scroll through my head and I get so resigned Take me home I don't want to stay Well, here we are at the final song of the show. Thank you so much for sticking around and listening to some of my favorite songs from the past week and my useless banter. 
Don't forget you can find all 30 tracks from the latest from the inbox post at dustyorgan.com and listen to them in a perfectly curated order on the Spotify playlist. I do that intentionally, if you haven't noticed. And when you do, now that you have a little bit of backstory behind the songs, they're going to be so much cooler. You know, that's how I feel at least. I like knowing what's going on behind the songs. That's probably why you're listening to this anyway. So we're obviously on the same page here. Now, this next and final artist is, funny enough, another talented folk musician from British Columbia. I got a lot of West Coasters going on. It's great. Uh, this time, he comes from Vancouver. Wesley Atu is a solo artist living there, but he actually originates from the UK, which is kind of neat. Now, I don't want to give too much away just yet on this little intro because we did spend some time talking, um, but his traveling, he was living in Dubai, and let's just say he ended up in Vancouver a few years back. He's going to be releasing his debut EP, Where Do We Go From Here, next month. And like I said, we had the pleasure of chatting together, of course, over Zoom, since I couldn't go to Vancouver, just to learn more about his music, his travels, and how the heck he ended up in Vancouver of all places. Although I hear it is lovely there. Now, during the interview, we talk about his new single, Black Dawn, which came out last week. And I'm going to be playing it for you after the interview. And without further ado, here is Wesley Atu sitting down with me over Zoom. Enjoy. I'm Wesley Atu. I'm a folk singer-songwriter, originally from the UK, uh, but now I'm based in Vancouver, Canada. All right, well, thanks for joining me today, Wesley. Very yeah, excited to finally, we were talking about this before we started recording, but we were finally able to, you know, somewhat properly meet since mm-hmm. you uh, reached out, uh, what was it, a couple months ago with one of your yeah. singles? And it was, how did you, how did you discover Dusty Organ? Was it a friend of a friend or... Uh, yeah, I saw, I, I honestly can't even remember specifically who it was now. I just kind of started to see, um, it was when I was kind of getting everything together to release um, this year. And I found, so I was just researching like Canadian specific like blogs and um, different playlists and stuff like that. And I just came across yours through other musicians in Vancouver. Cool. That's nice to hear. Yeah. Through the grapevine, especially out in Vancouver, because um, so you you're currently based there right now, but I know that you actually lived in Toronto for a couple of years, and before that, um, obviously you're from the UK, and you said I already forgot the name of the town, Great Yarmouth. Great Yarmouth, yeah. Was there any reason for going to the West Coast, or just to be around like a different beautiful part of Canada? Um, yeah, initially I only had two years on my visa, so I wanted to just see the country like I didn't expect to be staying here really at that point in time I was just figured we would have have the visa see as much of the country as I could and then Mm -hmm. it would be kind of on to the next place was there any uh is there anywhere you've been in Canada that you've enjoyed the most I mean probably Vancouver I love it here like it's I mean I loved Toronto we had a great amazing time there like we had such good group and and it's it's kind of impossible to compare them. They're such different places. It just really depends what you want yeah. from a, from a place. And I guess at that time we were still, I don't know, it's like, it's a lot more nightlife in Toronto, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So if you're looking for that kind of hustle and bustle, big city vibe, then it was great. But it's kind of nice to have the change of pace on the West coast. It's very, yeah. very different to anywhere else I've lived for sure. Oh, that's awesome. Well, actually, this is very fitting, um, kind of fitting segue, because uh, the first song that you sent me was um, uh, Where Do We Go From Here, mm-hmm. which is also the title of your new EP that's coming out. 
And you mentioned that the song itself is about, you know, kind of being caught in that in between of wanting stability, but wanting to, you know, be like move around and see more places and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So how, I guess your time in Canada, is that kind of like the stability part of that? And then, you know, before, you know, moving around and traveling around is kind of the other side of your inspiration for that song. Is that kind of where it all came from? Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's pretty like pretty bang on to be honest. I, yeah, it was kind of one of those, that song like feels like a segue in my life, I guess. Like it's oh, nice. one, yeah. of those, um, one of those things where I, playing music and I started like playing music quite late, to be honest. Um, oh yeah. When, when did you pick up, uh, pick up the guitar? Not until I was in my twenties. So. Wow. I, that's awesome. Kind of, we just, we just kind of went hard at it when I lived in, when I was in that like interim, when I was in Dubai for two years, my brother's also in a band or he is now. Yeah at that time he wasn't so me and him just kind of both learned and went pretty hard at it at just kind of songwriting and learned guitar and kind of did as much as we could as quickly as we could so yeah that song was kind of the first I don't know felt like a transition period where I was making a, a kind of a different style kind of started to understand a bit more like what I wanted to make in in music and stuff and yeah also kind of just lyrically I guess and story was it kind of lined up with everything that I'd kind of experienced, I guess. Yeah, in regards to, it's that feeling of like missing traveling and missing that constant movement, but also being it kind of nice to have the stability after so many years of doing that. Yeah, especially it must be very prominent now too with COVID where you really don't have that option to go travel around freely and mm -hmm. explore new places. So you're kind of almost forced into that stability side of things. Mm -hmm which can be, you know, can be nice on certain days. And then other days, I'm sure you're just like yeah. begging to go on tour or yeah. just maybe go back home or something like that too, I'm sure. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's definitely like, it's falls in against of like both things. And we still, luckily, yeah. we still got to travel quite a bit last year um, before all this, this kind of hit. Yeah. So I guess now that's like a segue in your life, you said, do you, are you, do you have a plan, like a direction that you're trying to head into now with, uh, with your music and career and stuff? I mean, yeah, roughly, I guess I because I got laid off this year, I was like, okay, I'll just dedicate. I, I've never had that real opportunity to dedicate like a ton of time to like, I was working a 40 hour a week job. Um, wow, yeah. So you can kind of only put so much towards music. So I actually, that EP was finished last year. I just didn't have time to put it out until now. If I really wanted to do it properly, like market it properly, I don't know, learn how to do everything. And I didn't really want to pay a ton of people to do it. I wanted to know how I could, how to do it before I yeah. paid a ton of people to do it for me kind of thing. Yeah, it's very smart. You know, like teach a man to fish. Yeah. Have a man to fish sort of thing, right? When I got laid off, I was like, okay, this either goes like one or two ways. I either just crack on and do this and learn everything I possibly can or I, or I don't. <laughs> so that's kind of, I went for the latter and just kind of learned everything. That's great. And that's like, I, I think that's like the spirit of a real musician um, is just seeing such terrible situations and then, um, you know, finding the cracks through the weeds to actually learn and prosper. Um, and I guess, you know, fair to talk about your EP in general too. Um, so when, when is it, do you, have, do you have a date yet for it? Um, uh, for no, release? Probably, not an exact date. It's going to be like the end of January. Um, I kind of okay, to so just get that break over Christmas and yeah. Yeah. You're speaking uh not not from experience but from being you know involved in this scene and stuff like there's really 
I find it very um, strange when artists put out music very close to Christmas, mm -hmm. Christmas songs aside. Yeah. But, you know, promoting yourself those two weeks before Christmas is almost mm -hmm. like throwing it away, right? Because there's just so much going on. You can't yeah. really properly focus, right? And Yeah, it definitely got kind of crazy around then. And I was like, even even releasing this latest single, I was coming close to the to the wire, but I was like, oh, but it'd be nice if I can get the last single out and then have the kind of full project there in the new year. Yeah, and then actually gets a good segue again too. I love I love segues. <laughs> um, but your new single, Black Dawn, which we're going to be playing after this interview on the podcast, um, that is your newest song, but it's also, you said, one of your oldest songs that you've written. Yeah. Right? It was um, from a couple of years ago. Yeah, that song was from, um, like I kind of wrote that when we lived in the hostel in Toronto. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I was still learning, really like learning guitar at that point, like kind of everything was pretty early days, but there was a lot going on. I mean, I guess there's always a lot going on in the world, but at that time it was like the US election previous yeah. and um, the vote for Brexit was happening in the UK. So it's just kind of all this weird tensions. And so that song just kind of came out of that. And I honestly just put it on the, on the backbone and kind of left it. Never didn't really think I would ever do anything with that song until we moved here and it, it kind of I don't even know I think we honestly played it for a friend once and then he loved it and I was like oh maybe I'll put this back in my set and I started to put it back in my set and then it's just like actually I really like this song so when it came to recording the EP it was kind of just felt felt right having having it on there in amongst yeah. guess, everything else that was all those other songs were written since I've been in Vancouver it was kind of like this EP is like a transitional period feels right to have something just something kind of come full that. circle yeah yeah and it's and it's very fitting too because like you said it's from like the 2016 brexit situation and u.s election and then you know four or five years later that stuff's happening mm -hmm. again like it's I this know. exhausting cycle of stuff and uh which is another reason why i feel like it's a very fitting release yeah honestly. and it was honestly it was the the weirdest thing because i well, I obviously didn't plan any of this. I didn't, I had no idea like, yeah. at the time that it was going to be, this is where we were going to be. Um, yeah. You're the reason why Trump was elected. <laughs> ah. But Gosh. also could be the reason why he's gone. Um, so we, <laughs> yeah, it was kind yeah. of a, just funny how it timed out that way. And I, like I had the song, I knew I was going to release it third, but when I eventually submitted it for, um, for like, distribution, it arrived in, if you're using like the Spotify for artist side, it, it kind of arrives in there so you can pitch the song um, to their like editorial playlist. Oh, cool. And it arrived in there on the day of this election. And I was like, oh, oh this no is way. kind of weird. And it was kind of one of those weird coincidences, I guess. Yeah. And I like um, the message too that you were, at least in the press release, you mentioned um, that it's kind of about being forced to vote for like the lesser of two evils. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's just, it's crazy. Cause like, I guess it's every, every single time there's an election, you know, you'd be it American, Canadian, British, whatever it is. There, I feel like it's always a situation where it's like this almost perpetual state of always having to vote for the lesser of two evils sort of thing. It's like, yeah, not to get too heavy into politics mm -hmm. on this interview, but um, it's just, it's just very mind boggling how it just always come kind of comes down to that message of like, okay, this is going to suck, but which option is going to suck less? Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously I'm not, a, I'm not a politician and this is like, I mean, I learned like guitar, I learned from like that old, like, but I mean, I'm sure so many guitar players do, but from like the Bob Dylan 
esque yeah. uh, thing. So it's kind of used to be a lot more in my in my songs. That's why that one, that kind of older one, is still there. But yeah, I feel like that's so true. You're just kind of we're just like in this perpetual state of being like, okay, there's these two people to to vote for. It's it's always seems to be between two, even though there's so many other candidates. Yeah. And it just kind of ends up in this in this situation where you're like, well, I don't really want to vote for either of them, but I really don't want this one. So we'll just have to choose this one. I I always find it very similar to like a like a food analogy. Where- <laughs> You have to pick something, but yeah, okay, fine. I'll you know I'll have the pizza. All the, all my friends are getting pepperoni. Like, fine, I'll go with the pepperoni yeah, pizza instead yeah. of getting this anchovies one or something. But actually, uh, I wanted to you know get back to talking about your your actual music and stuff too. And um, do you feel that since you learned guitar basically while you're in Canada, and I was listening to it myself too, and like you can definitely your accent disappears when you sing, mm-hmm. which is very interesting. And I do find it it's very Canadiana that's even a word mm. like it is it does feel very canadian folk mm-hmm. and uh, there's a certain characteristic to it which is kind of interesting but do you feel are you aware of that like do you kind of feel like your uh, musical influences are starting to come from you know being in bc and whatnot yeah uh, yeah definitely um and they definitely will i'm sure in the newer in newer things i'm recording um i mean i never played music when i lived in england even though I'm massively influenced by UK like music and I most of my favorite bands like are still obviously from the UK. Who's your favorite band from oh, the God, UK? That, I don't want to ask you. <laughs> that's like impossible. Why not? Definitely in the top. Uh, um, I'm a massive Block Party fan. Yes. Um, yes. I, I, I mean, I, and I was a huge Libertines fan. Oh, no. Yeah. That's the thing. The Libertines, I'm sure there are people who like Libertines in Canada, but they're they didn't, their music really didn't get scattered over here. Like I kind of stumbled upon them when I was a teenager by accident on YouTube. Right. But I, yeah, the Libertines, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, they cool. were, I mean, I guess any, uh, England still has such a great little spot of like very patriotic music. Like yeah. normally in a lot of those kind of indie rock kind of bands where the, the patriotism like kind of bleeds into the lyrics. And I, I always loved that. You guys kind of have it too in like bands like the Arkells. I feel like that's kind of in a more modern band. They kind yeah. of have that. Yeah, it comes to mind tragically. Hit, tragically, hit, yeah, tragically yeah, hit, hit, like, yeah. Arcade Fire, mm-hmm. even. Yeah, and Arcade Fire was huge very, for like, us politically. in the UK. Yeah. Oh, really? I could see uh, that. Yeah, they I could they see headlined that. a festival that I went to years ago. So, Glastonbury. No, I used to get to <laughs> I used to get to Reading Festival. Oh, Reading, yeah, that's that's there. cool. No, that's that's cool. Yeah, Canadian music coming into music. That's that's very yeah. exciting. Oh yeah, with the guitar. Yeah, yeah I guess I, I always knew that I sung with the, kind of a more of an American style accent i don't know why it just kind of came out that way it's very weird how that happens even you know it, it's why do why do people sound american when they sing? i know i don't really know and i'm and i don't talk that way so it's kind of it is pretty weird i don't know why that happens definitely since i've lived here it's the newer stuff i'm trying to like move towards after the ep i guess will be uh, i'm trying to go a little less folky i'm kind of oh, wanting to go more okay. towards that indie rock indie pop side of stuff like but still keep it for the folk. honestly you're in the right part of canada i feel for that yeah kind for of the sound. sound because yes there's like a little bit of folk seeping into the indie rock like you know bands like hey ocean and uh who else are from the west coast or even you know guys like um jordan glass mm-hmm. and his yeah, stuff too it's a nice mix uh you know i'm blanking right now but um yeah i think you're definitely- yeah we're actually watching um i mean i'm a huge uh luca uh, Luca Fagali, um, if I'm saying his last name right, 
but he I'm like a huge fan of his and we're what he's playing a show from his house today so we're, we're actually watching that later today which is kind of nice and I'm a huge Leaf Leaf Volbeck fan Love that yeah, kind of yeah it, I don't know it's like it's still got that folk element of like really strong songwriting but moving into more of a modern more of a modern sound I guess and that's kind of what I'm hoping to go towards I guess well I'm very excited well this new EP itself is is a great I think it's a great inter- introductory to who you are as a musician Thanks, and as a person and it's a very it's, yeah, it's got a very nice, it's such an easy listening sound. And like, where do we go from here? When you send that to me, I was quite blown away by it too. So. It's such a, I, I always use this word, but it's very poignant to a certain extent. And um, Black Dawn too is, is a nice, I was, I was pleased to hear from you again. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, no, I was, yeah, you were, you were amazing the first time. Um, I didn't expect you to, to reply. It's like, honestly, like you never know, you kind of throw it all out into the, into the ether. Um, yeah. Oh, actually, that's a great topic because I, I want to ask you. You know, being on the side of as like the blogger and you know, quote unquote, journalist. Um, but like, I get, I, I honestly not to brag, but I do honestly get upwards of like a hundred emails a day. Where and it, half of it's from you know artists themselves, the other half's from you know PR companies and labels. Right. And I, it is almost like an overwhelming me amount to to sit down and respond to everything, especially stuff that you don't connect right. with. Like if I connect with something guaranteed, I'm going to email mm-hmm. you back. And it's, it's so hard to be like, how do I say no nicely? Cause that it takes time and effort to think of how to say no right. nicely. And then um, do that like 50, 60 times right. a day. It's like, okay. But on the other hand, as the artist, when you're throwing your music out to like, uh, I don't know how many, like a hundred, 200 places, mm-hmm. not hearing back from, you know, like 90% of them, is that like that must be kind of frustrating i think it is at first until i mean what's kind of cool is i started i'm i'm playlist curating too so i started making my own playlist and taking on submissions too so i have a well actually let's what's that uh where where can people find your stuff is Um, it on spotify Spotify. if you go to my like artist profile they're just at the bottom um yeah, I just have a couple of playlists. Like one's like focused around singer songwriters, and the other one's more of like a cinematic okay. pop rock kind of feel to it. Nice. But um, yeah, so it's kind of interesting because I do a little bit of that. So I, I mean, I'm not taking on as anywhere near as many kind of submissions as you are, but I'm aware of how much work that is kind of coming through. So I don't know when I'm when I'm sending stuff as an artist, I kind of do. I'm just aware that, that there's no possible way that everyone's going to respond. So, yeah. but you still have to try because you never know. I mean, this situation, yeah, like, you, never you, know. you responded and now here we are like having this conversation. Like you never know what could happen from something. So everything's yeah. worth a shot, I would say. That's true. And uh, also like the important thing too is um, I can't really speak from experience because I don't have any music out there, but I do like to think about the idea where, you're an, you're, if you're an artist, you make the music yourself you know, and then you put it out and it's not yours anymore. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, yeah. as soon as it's out there in the public, it's not your music, it's everyone yeah. else's music. And um, having that disconnection from your art and your work, I think is a very important mm-hmm. thing for, you know, people who are starting out to sort of develop and, you know, not take things personally yeah. or, because it's, art is so subjective. Like it's just so hard to, quantify anything like that so even if i don't like something there's plenty of people that will or you know that's another important thing for artists to remember too is like you know i'm like i'm not even a big channel at all like it's a very small Mm -hmm. thing and i still feel like 
if I say no to somebody that I'm still kind of letting them right. down, like hurting their feelings. But I think it's, yeah, that's why I think it's important to do it on your, to do some like degree of promotion and marketing on your own. Cause you kind of get your skin becomes pretty thick pretty quickly, especially using stuff like, um, like submit hub and those kind of platforms to, yeah. That's what I'm on. Right. I just joined Submit Hub recently. And like, I hate having to give feedback to everybody. I'm like, I don't like, how do I say this sucks politely? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But it, it's a great platform. Like I love a lot of people. I don't know. There's like a very like 50, 50 opinion on that on, on Submit Hub. Mm-hmm. But I honestly think it's great to have it organized in one place and not having to struggle for finding email. Yeah. This, uh, this episode brought to you yeah. by Submit Hub. <laughs> And just the idea of, um, you know, making your thick, uh, your skin thicker too is um, performing, I'm sure, is like I, I mentioned before, like I used to do stand-up comedy for a bit. Right. And that is just to be on stage with a microphone in your hand, talking to everybody by yourself is, you know, you get confident very quickly or else you're getting off the stage yeah, very yeah. quickly. And I feel like there's a lot of similarities to being a solo musician where you, if you're playing to a room of like five people, you can't let that get to yeah. you, right? You got to just walk it off, finish your set, do well, walk it off, move on to the next one. And um, I noticed too, I was going through your Instagram stuff. Like you used to do, did you used to busk and stuff on the streets as well? Um, I, a few times or? I, I tried busking a little bit when I, when I was in Toronto, but I've done a lot of, um, I guess, yeah, you're right. What you were saying about solo musicians is so true because you kind of don't have anyone else there to fall back on. Yeah. But, honestly i didn't get in like to this uh, as a performer like i'm more of a songwriter and then it's just like well i'm performing now and so doing a lot of in i did some busking but i did cover gigs like a lot and i still do them i kind of love them yeah for that aspect for that like they really just help you just become comfortable as a performer because you're, you're often playing to huge to rooms of people that haven't come to listen to you or aren't don't necessarily want to listen to you they've just come for the part has anyone ever been like kind of, I don't want to say in your face about it, but like brought it up to be the idea, either like as a heckler? No, that, or, l- you know, luckily it. not. That is, that's Who is like getting <laughs> off the stage. No, that's never, that's never happened, luckily. Oh, that's good, but, yeah. But yeah, it's just like, I, I'm, sometimes, it, I don't know, it's just good to be aware, like I'm aware that I'm there as more of a background music thing. But I think that that's, I like doing those sometimes because they do give you, a different kind of way to be comfortable in front of an audience because you're not there's not so much pressure in those gigs yeah that's true and and then when it comes back to being like a solo artist and stuff when you're on stage i've kind of just right now reminiscing about this feeling but when you're like in that zone it's just everything is so in the second Mm -hmm. of what you're doing that you can like feel the time moving with you kind of thing and i just uh I'm not sure this is more of a question or more of a, you know, a conversation starter, but like I remember being on stage and, you know, there's some moments where like the crowd is just laughing at your jokes and you're just kind of feeling like you're flowing with every single word. And I'm sure that's happened to you as a musician Mm -hmm. too, where you just are just so into what you're doing right now that it just feels like euphoric almost. You're like, this is the best I'm never getting off the stage. Yeah. It's, I've definitely had that like experience and it's, it's great because I didn't know that that was, that was there to be like looked for or I guess you're not looking for it but yeah it was kind of great yeah yeah I love it um when you just kind of get lost in it a little bit it's that's kind of what you do it for I think 
I think so. Well, hopefully um, you can get back out there and start performing live again soon because it's been a long year without live music, I'm sure, for everybody involved, especially the artists. <laughs> yeah, so. it's, it's definitely been a, a, a weird one. And I, I mean, I lost a bunch of gigs and stuff, but it's, I mean, I played a lot of shows, like honestly, leading up to all this. Like that's kind of all I did in Vancouver before I was releasing and recording and everything. I just was like, I need to play shows. I need to meet people, like be out there. And yeah, that's just kind of the hard thing about it. the great thing about traveling is, I mean, it's awesome. You get to meet loads of new people, but as a musician, you realize that it's actually quite crucial to be in one place because otherwise you're not part of a scene. And yeah. I still think that's so important, like to be part of a scene. So that's kind of what I did when we first moved here is just kind of played as many shows as I could. So having this year off from them has not been so terrible for me like i mean i'm getting to that point i think where i'm like okay it'd be nice to play yeah well hopefully 2021 i i, I have a good feeling for maybe not the first half of 2020 but i one, think yeah. by the fall if everyone's smart and we put their shoes on properly whatever we mm-hmm. can get out of this and get back onto stages because yeah. that would be that's a missed feeling for sure oh for sure and thank you very much wesley for sitting down yeah, with me thanks, man. i really appreciate you uh taking the time and yeah just being so responsive to my music honestly it's yeah it's i really really appreciate it oh my pleasure man i enjoy your sound very much so hopefully everyone else will agree with me as well so thank you wesley thanks dude like how i mentioned before wesley will be releasing his upcoming ep where do we go from here in january 2021 and if you're interested about his playlist creation that he mentioned you can find him on spotify for that as well and if you'd like to hear the full interview because that was actually part of it i'm going to be releasing that separately on this podcast as a separate episode, which you can tune in probably by Wednesday or Thursday. I'll have it up there for you if you're interested. And uh, I'm even going to be throwing it up on YouTube, I think, as well. I really want to get that started too with interviews. So who knows? Lots of exciting things coming our way. Um, That way you can see our beautiful faces as we chit-chat, which is, I don't know, kind of fun. So if that's something you like, let me know, actually. Uh, Feel free to comment, DM me. Say, yes, that's a great idea, Kane. You're brilliant. Why don't you do that while you listen to his new song, Black Dawn? Here it is. Wesley at two with Black Dawn. Day by day, I see a change underneath the evening strange. Paving out the way for future shades Visions move on windowsills Killing time is half the thrill Devils etch out hammers in the rain Walk right out the door Who gave? 
come out of the black dawn. Mm -hmm. The black dawn. Oh. All right. Well, that is our show. Thank you so much for joining me. Now, don't forget to follow and like from the inbox wherever you get your podcasts and feel free to leave a review and, you know, five stars if that's possible. Now, there's plenty more music to go around at the website. I've been saying this religiously, including my weekly album review segment called In No Particular Order. If you haven't found that already, go check it out. This past week, I reviewed the new Taylor Swift album, Kid Cudi's latest, uh, Foxy Shazam, They Finally Returned, and All Things Blue which you might recognize if you listened to the show last week. Go check it out. All there at DustyOrgan.com. Or you can click the link in my Instagram bio if you're around there right now. If you want something more direct, I got all the links labeled out for you there. Very simple. And speaking of which, don't forget to follow Dusty Organ online at Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, and even TikTok. I've made a couple recently. I don't know. Just go check out my face doing stupid stuff. Um, oh, and don't forget subscribe to that damn newsletter people it's more important than anything else on your regular newsfeed, and it only comes once a month all right i'm not really good at saying goodbyes we all know that so goodbye from the inbox was written recorded by kane wilkinson editing was done by my last uber eats driver it was recorded in front of my neglected groceries from the inbox is a dusty organ production all songs were used with the proper permissions Take me home, country road.